so I just came out from uh, my interview with Justina uh, Scheuring. Justina invited me to her house here in South London. Would you say that for the last eight years you've been working with performers predominantly? Yes, I create performances which I perform myself. I draw and also direct performative events. Out of the video documentation of these performative events, uh, I create films. I also create installations, often site-specific. So you not only work with people, but you actually work with groups of people. So in a way you are exploring this behavior of groups. What really interests me is creating frames for uh, meetings between groups of people to take place. Uh, but these uh, groups of people uh, are usually holding different emotions as a group. And then uh, this clash happens, um, a kind of emotional exchange. And in the particular case of We Play Tonight No More Sorrow, there were two groups of people uh, two audiences mirroring each other. They came for two different gigs and were led into the same room through two different doors. The room was divided with a crowd barrier and security people on, standing on each side of the barrier. And there were two stages next to each other, one on each side of the barrier. The title of the work, We Play Tonight No More Sorrow, was above the stages and the bands were playing their sets simultaneously for 35 minutes. There were 20 seconds moments between the songs uh, when the other band was heard on its own. But generally it was uh, two separate gigs in one. At the beginning there was a huge confusion of perception for me. Even though I knew what would happen, uh, because I planned it all, but the energy was uh, overwhelming. It was really fantastic. Then the music was connecting and disconnecting and connecting and disconnecting, and by the end the bands were playing like one. I was also interested whether people would cross over the barrier, how they would respond to the temporary group identity. Uh, it could look like a kind of a competition, even though one of my instructions to the musicians uh, was it's not meant to be a competition. It provoked comments like uh, I felt sorry to the other band or uh, something uh, like good, we knew the, our band very well, otherwise we would s uh, struggle. People were also talking about their enjoyment of the noise. What's the relation of your drawings to your performance? They feed from the same. Uh, I think the performances I perform myself uh, are very much uh, connected with uh, the drawings. Drawing is a meditative process to me. I stopped imagining what I'm going to draw. I just start drawing and I see how forms develop. Uh, I like this kind of unpredictability. My drawings uh, emerge from doodling, so there is a lot of pattern making. The titles of my performances uh, often show up as uh, part of my drawings. Tell me a little bit more about your recent projects. 
in everyone merry-go-round, I hired professional translators to perform with me. There were five Polish to English translators standing together in a group. There was one BSL interpreter and one BSL to Polish Sign Language uh, interpreter. Na samym początku powstawania tego performance zdecydowałam, że będzie o cierpieniu. And somehow I saw their presences as an extension of my performing body. There were a variety of signs and the overlapping verbal translations, which indeed uh, was difficult for English speakers to fully understand, but it was possible when one tuned into a single voice. On one side, I wanted to become one communicating body with all these other people juggling the meaning in different ways, transforming the meaning and forming a visual language at the same time. They also became some kind of a human microphone uh, because uh, they were repeating my words. In a way, I became also a bit like a puppet master in this performance, especially when I wasn't visible, but uh, I was making noises and it was activating the sign interpreters. The script in this performance was really secondary. I needed text to activate all this to happen. In interval, I combined two singers, one English and one Polish singer, a man and a woman. They sing four songs each, a folk song, a war-related song, a kind of a protest song and a pop song. And then uh, the first three of the songs are repeated in descending order. On the one hand, it's challenging not to take uh, aside when looking at it, identifying with one or the other language, uh, that was a common response. On the other hand, people were surprisingly very moved by this performance. Some people even had teary eyes. There were incredible moments during this performance that we didn't expect at the beginning, which is a really nice harmony happening in a few moments. They both were singing at the same time uh, an English or Scottish folk song and Polish uh, folk song, so it created that sort of harmonious correspondence. It was important for me to talk about uh, by bringing into the space the not understanding as a point of connection. I think that acknowledging the not understanding is the beginning for acceptance. But obviously this work can be understood in many different ways. So you mentioned the performance you did in Torun. I don't participate, but I love you. Could you just tell me a little bit more what happened there? Um, there was a combination of two events taking place in the same room in the art center. One was a pop-up dinner for strangers. This event was advertised in a local newspaper, so it attracted uh, not just the usual uh, gallery goers. They were uh, offered a nice dinner, uh, wine, 
so the hospitality was really nice. In the same room, a lecture took place. It was advertised on the Art Center's website and it was on sexuality in Buddhist culture by Dr. Katarzyna Lewandowska. And people came with an understanding that they had come only for a lecture. Both groups were delivered what they came for with a little addition, the presence of each other. So in a way, they became an audience for each other, which created a certain emotional reality happening between them. And it triggered emotions on one side and another side. Some people commented that at the beginning they felt um, a bit guilty that they were eating and the other group was just watching, those sort of comments. It's one kind of space, but it was very brutal by the students. On one side, people who listen to the lecture, listen to the lecture, and on the other side, we are we. We eat dinner, we talk about the rules, we talk about the rules, we Starałem się słuchać wykładu, ale byłem cały czas zagadywany albo sam uczestniczyłem w rozmowie i tak jakby zapomniałem w pewnym momencie o tym wykładzie. But there was a possibility to switch places, but most people obeyed the initial distinction. For me it's interesting how people respond to these unwritten conventions. The work the past is ahead of us, which took place during the Arts and Humanities Festival in King's College, uh, was created with two lectures, happening at the same time with a very minimal intervention of a third group, which just passed through the room. All of my performative events I design as a frame for a meeting between groups of people to take place. Usually it is a meeting between two groups of people. Um, in this particular situation, there were three groups of people. So one group came for a lecture given by Dr. Micah Abramson, and the other came for Professor Alan Reed's lecture. And so doing has inevitably to encounter in that those activities of shopping and art making would allow women to meet and destroy. Names the and the third group was a group of artists who came for a meeting on dyspraxia, uh, organized by a performer and academic Daniel Oliver. So there were three groups of people, but two of them came for two different lectures and the third group of people just interrupted the lectures and passed through the room. They provided a momentary presence, a kind of a dispersion in this uh, abnormal setup. Could you tell me more about your research process or your work process? How do you develop projects? Sometimes it feels like my ideas appear on the outskirts of my thinking. Um, they are not necessarily my major focus all the time, but uh, the search is constant. Uh, it's just a matter of having that mental space available to catch them uh, when they appear.
This is just a short kind of video introduction of the longer written version, which will be published on Contemporary Link's website, which I'm going to link down below.